It is a very good afternoon and uh, we continue leading the conversations and uh, right now we're looking at uh, some of these statistics that are quite shocking. Now the UN high level meeting on tuberculosis is going to be hosted uh, tomorrow at the TV summit uh, where world leaders uh, must commit to ambitious action to defeating TB. I mean these conversations have been had for so many years. People continue to lose their lives uh, to TB, TB which is uh, treatable and uh, often we told that uh, uh, access to treatment is still a problem and uh, because uh, people just simply can't access treatment at all an estimated 1.7 million uh, people have died uh, from TB uh, since 2016 and TB is also a leading cause of death amongst uh, people living with HIV with a, with an estimate of uh, 374,000 uh, whom died uh, of TB this year, which is just uh, quite tragic. And uh, perhaps uh, to hear from you, why is it that people still die, especially from TB, a condition that is treatable and curable? Could it be that uh, maybe the messaging uh, is, is distorted, maybe the messaging is not understood, or perhaps the quality of medications that people have access to? Um, we, we don't treat the uh, opportunistic infections, uh, we don't treat uh, some of the side effects that are presented with being on TB treatment uh, accurately that uh, people then default and unfortunately in the defaulting uh, we lose lives and uh, that's the question we asked this afternoon and would like uh, to hear from you uh, you can join us on 0891-104-207 and also your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107 and uh, have you perhaps um, been diagnosed with uh, TB are you a survivor are you currently on medication? Uh, do share with us. And uh, right now, uh, joining us is Dr. Fastin Faga, who is a TB doctor at Kailicha. Good afternoon and welcome, doctor. Good afternoon and thank you very much for having us on your show today. We also joined by Dr. Zole Luasifumba, who is a TB survivor. Good afternoon and welcome, doctor. Um, unfortunately, we were told not to use the speakerphone. So she is here in the room and she will be answering any of your questions. Okay, all right. Uh, but it's important to acknowledge that she's there. <laughs> and, and it would be great to have her um, also just uh, responding that she is available. Hold on. Would you like, um, let me just put her on the line quick. Sure. All right. And uh, by the way, uh, world leaders are meeting in New York and uh, we're connecting with these uh, two doctors who are part of the summit uh, that is going to uh, ensure that ambitious action uh, is taken and there's commitment to defeating TB. Uh, Dr. Zelwelo, we wanted to just hear your voice and uh, acknowledge that you are part of the conversation. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. I mean, when we look at uh, the one, an estimate of 1.7 million people who have died last year of TB, a condition that is curable, what seems to be um, at, at the core of, of the challenge in 2018? For me, what I believe is at the core of the challenge is the fact that people don't know this and they think, you know, TB is a curable disease, so why people still dying. But the truth of the matter is taking treatment and completing treatment are two completely different things. And the challenges one faces while on treatment are 
they're, they're, they're crazy and people just expect us to grin and bear it all and we're told, mm. look, there's treatment, you'll be fine, just take your treatment. Um, and we're called bad words when we're unable to complete treatment. Um, but people just need to understand how challenging it is to actually take that treatment. Let's talk about those challenges and I'm going to uh, invite, uh, just uh, for logistical purposes, I'll, I'll invite Dr. Justin to just talk about what, what call to action do we need from leaders. Um, but from your personal experience, what are some of the challenges that you experience? And fortunately being a medical um, um, you know, professional, uh, you're able to then identify that it's not livable uh, having side effects and, and not uh, having a, access to help. What are some of the challenges that you faced? So first of all, people don't understand that living with a life-threatening illnesses and taking um, treatment for such where the treatment itself has so many life-threatening side effects where mm. you can actually run the risk of losing your hearing, um, you run the risk of losing your kidney function, you run the risk of losing your life. and. Besides those major side effects, you're constantly nauseous, you're constantly tired, you're constantly having diarrhea. Your whole life has just been spun around and somehow you're supposed to continue with work, somehow you're supposed to continue with a social life, somehow Mm -hmm. you're just supposed to continue as if things are normal when actually you feel like the whole world is ending and you read the stats and you see, when I was infected with MDR, I read the stats and it was something crazy like a 60% survival rate, meaning I stood the chance of not surviving the disease. Sure. So it's, it's a complex thing where physically you're unwell, spiritually mm. you feel unwell, psychologically you feel unwell, and you're just presented with pulls. Yeah. And, and attitudes that would say, just continue with your medication, you'll be fine. And yeah. and when you don't feel fine, it's very difficult to then continue. Uh, let's pay the bills. When we return, I'd like to um, then engage uh, Dr. Justin. SAFM, leading the conversation. SAFM leading the conversations and uh, conversations that matter to you and thank you so much for tuning in and uh, you find us 104 to 107 FM and this is nationwide and right now we're having a conversation about uh, uh, the UN high level uh, meeting on tuberculosis that's going to be hosted tomorrow uh, during the summit. Leaders must commit to ambitious action uh, to defeat TB. I mean for the longest time these conversations have been had. In 2015 and TB was the slogan. This was a goal endorsed by the World Health Organization and uh, member states were committed uh, to reducing TB and uh, reflecting so many years later uh, to help us uh, contextualize this is Dr. Justin uh, Faga who is a TB doctor at Kailicha and uh, Dr. Zolelwa Sefumba who is, uh, she's a TB survivor. Uh, We started the conversation with her own personal journey. Uh, now, Dr. Justin, let's talk about, I mean, so many years later, 2015, when we reflect on, this was uh, part of uh, the Millennium Development Goals, even. Uh, how far have we come? Are we winning? So, I think, I first want to acknowledge the the achievements that the South African government has made since 2015. So, 
Uh, first of all, they have ensured that the patient-friendly models of TB care have become the standard, meaning that patients can take their treatment in the community uh, rather than being institutionalized in a hospital. The South African government has also uh, ensured that there is access to new and repurposed medicines, such as Vidaclin, Nesolid, and Clisazamine. However, despite all these efforts, they are definitely overshadowed by some of the challenges the country is still facing. Mm. So, for example, South Africa, TB is the number one in, uh, cause of death, and now ahead of HIV and any other cause. Um, and the TB inc- incidence is still very high. And the TB mortality is still very high, with 78,000 people in South Africa died of TB in 2017 alone. Mm. So you can hear just how, how serious this disease actually is. I think one of the growing concerns is um, when I look at uh, these statistics, only 22% of people with TB are diagnosed, um, especially the DRTB, and are started on treatment. Where is the other percentage, if not infecting uh, people without even knowing, um, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Zolelwa? So, it's difficult. Uh, in fact, the people are all over. Um, as long as you breathe, you're at risk of contracting TB, meaning these could be people that share the bus with you. These could be people that you work with. These could be people within your home, but maybe they're just not educated as to what the symptoms are of TB, or maybe they know that they have TB, but they're too afraid to come forward to get tested and take treatment because of the stigma related to TB and the assumptions that people will make once they come forward and say, yes, they've got TB. I, you know, some people thought maybe I was HIV positive. Some people thought, you know, I was living some kind of rough lifestyle. And I was like, hang on, guys. Mm. We are all at medical school together. We do the same things. When did I become this different person? All I did was breathe. So Mm. there are many complex factors as well as to why it's only 22%. Um, There's a lot of stigma around TB. There's a lot of myths around TB. There's a lot of miseducation around TB. So these people are all lost within that. Now, there's a call for, for governments to just strengthen their, their, um, 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 their support uh, to their cause. Uh, Dr. Justin, what is call to action for governments as, as you go into this meeting? So South Africa is actually one of the leaders when it comes to TB. So in uh, June this year, they actually stepped ahead of the World Health Organization and dropped the injectable from drug-resistant TB regimens. And they've also ensured that the Daphalin is rolled out um, throughout the country. So South African government is a leader. Mm. So what we're calling on is for them to continue this leadership, uh, but also to, to take, tackle things more head-on. So some of the things that we believe the government needs to step up and to commit to is to declare ambitious national targets, to close mm. the gaps in testing, treatment, and prevention. So as you were mentioning about the patients that are not even being diagnosed or linked to care, yeah. that is one of the key challenges faced not only in South Africa, but also globally. So that's one of the things the government needs to commit to, is to actually finding these patients and linking them to care. 
So what responsibility lies, um, Dr. Zolelo, within the individuals? Um, because, you know, we, we talk about this 22% and right now we're focusing on what governments should do. Uh, but there's also people who just don't simply care. And unfortunately, TB forces you to care about people around you. Because if you're going to cough for uh, several weeks and not um, getting yourself diagnosed, it means you're at risk to people around you. very difficult um, because I think if you would ask everyone, everyone knows someone that's had TB. Mm. And I think they've just never spoken to their loved one about how the treatment was and, and how close the loved one felt to death. And some of the time, a lot of the time, the loved one passes away and people are still left confused. And I think they don't realize Um, I think the fault is maybe in the education. They don't realize how big and how bad TB is. They don't, people think, oh, wow, no, six months, you'll be fine. There's a cure. You know, everybody is fine. When in actual fact, everybody is not fine. People are losing their lives daily. When you tell people about the stats, they're shocked. They're like, oh, we thought Ebola did more. We thought HIV did more. And it's like, no, TB is here. You should rather be afraid of TB than Ebola, because Ebola is all the way out there. TB is here actively killing people, and it hides within our breath, which is something we have to do every Mm. single day. So I think people just need to find out more about this TB. Ask your loved one that has experienced TB, you know, Mm. what is this like? Why is this such a big thing? Why is it killing so many people? And I think then people will begin to understand that actually this is a life-threatening disease. This is the number one yeah. infectious disease killer in the world currently. Do we have measures, um, of, especially from the, the Doctors Without Borders, um, Dr. Justin, do we have measures on how big a challenge is this for the continent? And uh, that is we engage world leaders, because um, if we don't even control our borders, uh, this is bound to be an even bigger problem. Yeah, so I think we all know that Southern Africa is one of the um, regions that is most um, impacted by TB, especially Southern Africa, and that is because of our um, HIV rates. Mm. However, over the past uh, about seven years, so from 2010 to 2017, some of the most impressive reductions in TB incidence has occurred in this region. So what what we really need is not necessarily to close borders or to control immigration or things like that, but rather to ensure that there is better coverage, so better yeah. access to TB treatment, so TB services, and also for HIV services, antiretrovirals, which are uh, proven to reduce um, a person's risk of contracting TB and developing TB disease. Well, strength to both of you as uh, you engage in a very important conversation tomorrow. And thank you so much for taking our call. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's where we end that conversation. The United Nations high-level meeting on tuberculosis is going to be happening tomorrow at the TB Summit. World leaders are urged to commit to ambitious action to defeating TB. TB can be beaten. TB is curable. That's where we leave this conversation. When we return, we are going to be um, speaking about a Women's Lifestyle Expo after the news headlines with Utsile Sako.